Hey, Bob and Joyce listeners, Bob Stapleton here. I don't know about you, but I've about had it and am just fatigued with the chaos and uncertainty and tough times of the last 18 months. And you know what? This is the topic we discussed today. Joyce and I, we put on our big girl and big boy pants and we take on strategies and ways to get through and not only get through, but to thrive in these crazy times. So today we'll provide seven, not six, not eight, clear strategies to navigate tough times. We'll talk about why being in the murky middle, you know, what existed before doesn't exist anymore, and what is to come hasn't started yet, and why this is an opportunity for us to create and innovate our futures. We'll talk about the power of storytelling, taking the long view, and leveraging De Bono's lateral thinking to be able to provide context and get unstuck. And we'll talk about ways to create smooth edges and open up our thinking when the proverbial you-know-what hits the fan. So get ready to be uncomfortable. Make sure you have a snack, a soothing beverage. Welcome. Hey, Bob, this meeting is being recorded for posterity. (laughs) <laughs> thank god whatever posterity is <laughs> <laughs> thank god for that oh, Joyce, Joyce. I know. so i'm laughing to myself because um no matter what business article you look at any words of wisdom are numbered three approaches to this five approaches to that 39 easy ways to get people out of your office when you don't want them. Um, so it just makes me laugh. And and, I, and we're going to start using numbers. Okay. So, and, so people and, be ready because our wisdom is now going to have numbers on it. But <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I remember when uh, Hannaford Brothers at first was very, very tight on detail. If you were tight on detail, that you could win. And so they kept saying, I want the agenda to be tighter. Like literally like 10 to 17 will do X, Y, Z. And so I told I finally, I just said, you know what? I'm going to give you a perfect agenda after the meeting. <laughs> we'll know exactly what we've done. And I, you know, I talked about the need to have open space to explore and all that. But anyway, so today, let's today. talk about... Seven strategies for self-management in tough times. Wow, I like that. So seven bright ideas for Mm -hmm. how to... For self-management. For self-management. In tough times. In tough, uncertain times. I'm glad you said that because if this is a podcast about uncertainty and how to deal with it, I wasn't sure where we were going today. So I was uncertain about the topic of uncertainty. (laughs) But I'm ready to jump in. (laughs) Okay, I was going to say go more with numbers, but I'm going to stop. So I wonder about how do let's talk about how we recalibrate. Yeah. And then maybe uh, talk about how that fits with organizations. It's the same thing on transition which is a time of uncertainty and falling apart in the middle. We're just in a continuous middle. Yeah, yeah. 
um, and we had people say, what, what have you done in a time of real duress and uncertainty? And they, we could have written a book on the responses we got. There was so much wisdom and, and sharing. So what do you do in times of uh, uh, chaos or uncertainty? Or what have you done in the past two years? Yeah, I, I'll tell you, um, one of the byproducts of uncertainty and chaos is that I feel a little unhinged and a little bit lost. Mm -hmm. um, worst, I feel hopeless about how to get out of what I'm, the uncertainty. And I find, and this is going to sound pretty trite, I find doing a breathing exercise, <clears throat> uh, meditating, uh, that just kind of clears things. It just clears. So maybe just concentrate on your breathing. And then when I emerge from that, uh, I often go to uh, one of two things. Uh, in this situation, what can I control? You know, the world's going to happen. So what can I do in my own world to help me navigate this? Um, and um, that, I find that to be really helpful. And, um, you know, we've said this so often. When you're in that uncertainty and you're perhaps on the brink of falling into the abyss, having a partner to reach out to uh, just to talk it through has been really helpful for me. These podcasts have been therapeutic in that regard. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and I'm going, well, gee, I overeat. I sleep. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> <laughs> um, about the breathing, I do the same thing, and I have different methodologies for breathing. But the physiology of that is that it moves you into your parasympathetic mode, yeah. which is where you can, it takes you out of fight, flight, and frozen, which a lot of the people I know right now who are under duress are frozen. Whether uh, they know it or not. Right, yeah. and, and, and I, I had been frozen for a while, so one of the, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, and what I do is make myself scared by taking a big step into action. It wakes me up. Now it might put me back into fight or flight. No, it's, then I'm back in the parasympathetic where you can create from. Yeah. So, um, I think another biggie, and I've seen this in all the organizations I've worked with, is context for the moment you're in. Ah. So what is the long-term history? I mean, they're going to do that with Afghanistan. Like, what on earth? <laughs> or, you know, what was the history? What were the mistakes? By the way, cross-cultural... Uh, Low-cost cultural skill played a big part. Um, so that lostness, we are, in the, we are in a continuous middle. Usually there's a starting point, there's a horrible middle, and then you reform yeah. and you start on the new. And we have had one continuous middle for a long time. So we're living in free fall. Um, I'm serious when I said 
sleeping is a great thing because once again, it gets you back to the parasympathetic. Um, I also, I'm talking about organizations now during an acquisition, I did bring in, uh, what's his name, Bridges. Yep. We talk about, about transitions and I still think his work is the best on transition and, and how to make it through. So yeah. how, how do you make it through when there's nothing but through? Well, it's funny because you're right. Bridges' model uh, was was very concrete and had a specific beginning and end, and uh-huh. that's kind of been blown apart. Um, I, w- I want to stay with uh, number two, bright idea on how to navigate chaos and uncertainty. I, I think taking the long view, uh, that has really helped me, particularly when I expect something to happen and then I get hit in the face with with uh, it being not what I'm, is going to happen. And I feel a little bit lost and unhinged. And if I kind of step back and say, okay, what's the big picture here? I mean, okay, uh, this happened uh, in the context of my life, in the context of my relationship with this person or the organization. Uh-huh. Um, that, that, that perspective I, I find is helpful. With thank you for bringing me back to my main point. <laughs> <laughs> I have a way of doing that. <laughs> thank God. Um, and good CEOs do that rather naturally. And mm. it's not that easy for them. I mean, I, I used to kind of encourage it because there's here's another, here's one important fact about CEOs. They don't live in the same timeline as the rest of the organization. They're thinking out three, at least three years all the time. Um, and so anyhow, I'm remembering when one CEO in particular painted the narrative of where we were. And I mean painted, told the story. Here's the story of this company. And I could do that right now for every organization I worked in. And when you do that, everybody breathes a sigh of relief because it takes you out of that um, muddle. And it also shows things do transform even when they feel like they're not. You know, it's and I, I think um, in my uh, time as a manager and running a business, if I think about the angst and worry that I had on an unexpected financial impact. So I, I have, and we would we'd get a monthly report card called our financial statement. Right. I'd have something go wildly wrong. Uh, doesn't matter what it was. And I think about the pain and angst that I lived through um, and some of the irrational things that I thought and did. If I'd only been able to broaden it and, and look at the, the long term, this is only one month, uh, you know, it happened, uh, you know, so it's, it's, if I look at the arc of my career, I have spent so much time spinning in uh, uncertainty and uh-huh. chaos. And I think, why did I do that? All I had to do was lift my head uh, and kind of take a look at the long view. Well, you did it because there was in your blood was the history of you got your head chopped off if that happened. Yeah, That's why there was a lot of fear generated all the time in most companies. Like I, I, and I know we both started in the company with, with that uh, detail oriented, made you sweat, made people write memos four and five times to have others correct them. So 
there's a we have fear in our memory in many organizations and and we worked in very healthy organizations but that fear for high performance at every moment um was nervous making well and and you know what was really helpful and so this is maybe another uh number point uh about what leadership can do I can think of specific things that have happened to me that, you know, dealing with uncertainty, going mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. having things blow up on you. Uh, and a reassuring word uh, from the CEO or my boss mm-hmm. was incredibly powerful in helping me to recalibrate. I mean, I thought there were times my career was over. Mm. And yeah, I <laughs> one CEO in particular, uh, after kind of discussing it through, said, you know, Bob, uh, don't worry about this. In the grand scheme, this is something that you don't need to be worried about. And and it was like, my gosh. So the power of creating context. Um, sometimes we talk about bosses lighting a fire. Sometimes they got to kind of tamp down the flame, particularly. Right, right. Times. And to say, and to help shift from worry about what you can't change to focus on something that you can, which is what you said you did personally. Yeah. Um, I honest to goodness do this daily. And I think it, it comes from a lot of my reading about the brain and different cultures. And um, certainly it was in heart math. Yeah. And in one of the very first books in my life, The Power of Positive Thinking, it made me think, oh, I can change how I think. <laughs> what, do you, what do you know? <laughs> I didn't know I could do that. Um, and it's if you want to talk about the pivot or the shift, if you can notice what you're noticing, which is from Mary Morrissey's work, yeah, you can say, okay, what what am I saying to myself, I was often beating up on myself. And you can stop that and shift to the exact opposite. So um, I learned never to be late to a meeting. So I didn't do that. And I'm trying to think of something I'm willing to share, where I would turn on myself. Yeah, because of something. And then to saying stop. Now, put the positive future spin on that. So maybe I didn't write a good report. Stop. My voice was saying, you're in danger, you idiot, you should have had more time beating myself up. Stop. Shift to, I'm really good at the big picture. I will, I may get better at detail. I care a lot. It's, um, it, if it can be one-on-one, it would be better. So yeah. up until now, I don't do a great report because I don't like to report on what I've done because it's boring. But so up until now, I don't write a good report. I would, uh, I would love to, or I'm trying to say how you really say it in the positive. I now write a simplified form of, of a report and I get it done. So it, it takes you into the parasympathetic again. Yeah. So let me, let me um, so as I was listening to this, uh, your words, is there an element of em- embracing the chaos or the, 
you know, whatever happened in your case, writing a bad report, yeah. it, you know, it, you know, we, we have this kind of project to the future, have a positive thought, uh, yeah. look at the big picture. Is there ever a time to like, just in, in this middle that never ends, just to embrace it? I mean, I don't believe it as I'm saying it, but is there a possibility there? Yes, you could say I'm trusting the good and the learning that's coming from this. I'm trusting that we can learn and that we can change. And here are three things I see yep. that are indicators. I see many more people, and I'm writing, talking now about what we're in. I see many more people writing about love. I see many more people writing about spirituality and work, actually. I see many more people um, talking about the soft side. I'm not, not going to use that. The human side of work, the empathy, the caring, the health-oriented. Um, so does that sort of? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think it it does. The you know uh, we try to keep things kind of timely uh, with what's happening in the world. If I think about this week where Congress is duking it out uh, on the two bills, the reconciliation bill and the infrastructure uh, bill. I mean, you talk about uncertainty. I mean, people are on pins and needles. If you're against it, you're on pins and needles. And if you're for it, you're on pins and needles. And the question uh, that comes up in my mind around embracing the chaos, I got to imagine that's exactly what happens when these congressmen and women get in a room to kind of duke it out. Well, I don't know, but I sure as hell would love to facilitate those. Oh, my gosh, Joyce. I would. They need facilitation to know when to slow it down, to say, hey, like with my seventh grade kids, we're going to put a one minute silence between every statement Um, or I or. And this comes from De Bono's work. Yeah. In a meeting where uh, you're caught in a quagmire. It's very nice to go around and each person, you start with one, you say, what's good about this idea? Mm-hmm. What's bad about this idea? What's um, intriguing about this idea? And you go around to each person, so you're not answering the same thing every time. And you go around three times. Yeah. So, and, and you have to do it. And so I would say to you, This is a tough one. I'm not, I was going to say what was good about the insurrection uh, or what was interesting and what was bad. Just you see how my brain is resisting that. Yeah. Well, that, that's but, right. To do. That's what you push. What's good is the threat became visible. What's bad is it was horrible and anti-democracy, anti-constitution. Um and the interesting part is there were a lot of very decent concerned people there as well. Yep. You see how that opens up? Yeah. I mean, them. even as I'm listening to you, I, I feel my own thinking open up ideas. So yeah, you talk about getting unstuck. Um, well, and that's also how you handle the a muddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, after all, is the topic today, the model, the uncertainty, <laughs> and the chaos. So that's, that's a good tip. I think you were up to tip number four. 
<laughs> 48 ways. <laughs> 48 ways to manage chaos and <laughs> angst. Um, hmm. What percent of your time? See, my, the whole background of the world has me anxious. Yeah. And we are privileged. So think of the multiplier. For most people, we're just very, very frightened. Well, you know, if I think about the, the pattern of my life in the last 18 months, is that things that I took for granted with absolute certainty, mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the store and buy some milk and toilet paper. <laughs> uh, you know, no toilet I'm, paper. I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to drive. What, what's really happened is those things that are ordinary and mundane have now become turbulent. And uh, th that is, um, that's tough to deal with. I know I've, I've had a tough time dealing with it. And um, if I think some of the strategies we talked about will work, but it's, it's tough because it just doesn't end. Correct. And so you have to make your own ending. And, you know, that, you know, that one moment of saying, stop world. Yeah. You're going to think about who I am, how I am how I want it to be, and, and then step forth into that turbulence, from which I'm going to say it, I believe good things will come. Oh, I, there's not a doubt in my mind. So I, I feel uh, an embarrassment when I talk uh, to family and friends about positive things that have happened out of the last 18 months. Um, and new discoveries, eye-opening. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if anybody's interested, I don't uh, know if people who listen to this know that I've written three books in the area of um, prayer. Actually, I pray anyway. Devotions for the ambivalent, reflections for the spiritually cranky. And now, what was my darn point? <laughs> I don't know. But as soon as you said it, sixteen ways to pray. Every day. <laughs> well, I, know. I got it. No, I got it. Go ahead. Okay. Phyllis Tickle is a wonderful woman who wrote a book about uh, the shift in religion today. The highest religious growing group are the nuns, the non associated with any religion. And in it, she showed that every 500 years, all institutions crumble. And they have to. <laughs> Most religions wouldn't still be here if they hadn't been reformed, transformed, irritated, made to change. And we're in that big middle. Yeah. Not that little middle. We're in that 500 middle. And we're in the crumble. And from the crumble, things open up and can develop. And guess what's needed? Tons of conversation. Yeah. For new ideas to, to blossom. So there, that, that's the end of that story. I did it. I remembered and I landed the plane. <laughs> it's a big moment. One, Joyce lands the plane. So also treat this, treat yourself gently. This is a, just a big, difficult time that we're in. We're in a global transformation, individual work, all of it. Yeah. What What's landing with me uh, is in these times, if I'm a leader or I'm an HROD practitioner, mm -hmm. staying grounded in who you are, 
how you see your relationship with the world, what you need to get by, I think is critical. Because you're kind of in it and you're looking over it, if you will. Mm-hmm. And don't go super soft. You need grit. So empathy, yes, but also underlining the strength and the ability to go forward and also to tell the truth, the narrative, the story about the business. Yeah. We are stalled. This is, you know, we're stalled. I hate it. Here's what we can do. And even that sounds Pollyanna, but it's the no. only I think telling the story and being transparent, it, it, what, what I found interesting when dealing with uncertainty and big change, I could usually put people in groups or buckets. And one end of the continuum was the terrifying exaggeration. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, I remember that. possible yeah. thing is going to happen. Yeah. And then all the way at the other end, the fabled fantasy. Yeah, uh, which is the overly optimistic, and what you're telling uh, through telling stories is is having people calibrate and find, um, you know, a closer uh, possibility that's uh, closer to the the true reality of, despite the uncertainty. And also, I think say here's why it's worth it. We we are in pain. We are in chaos. The, the a company. Yeah. Uh, and it's worth it because we have created a good product. We've worked together a long time. It's needed. You are worth it. I want the work to be worth it. We're in a pickle. <laughs> and how can we go forward together? Yeah. So, so when I'm listening to you, Joyce, I'm feeling uh, a little dose of optimism. Really, I'm serious. I mean, it doesn't take away or disguise or, you know, cover over the uncertainty and the chaos. But there was optimism in your words. But honestly, I felt it as I said that. Yeah. No. Come on. We're in this together. We've laughed. We've loved. Let's 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 hang tight. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're almost at time. Um, 48 tips in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm doing that forever now. Yes, sir. Yes. So I, I hope this was helpful for folks because I'm, I was honest when I said I was a little uncertain about where this was going to go. Um, but I think we did come away with a few nuggets. Not a few. How many? Five. Oh, five discrete nuggets. Uh, for managing chaos. There you go. As always, we want to hear from you. Yes, talk to us. Where did we flub it up? Where did we? No, like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to. I, I can't see your grimace, so you got to tell us about it. Tell me. Tell me where you took an idea and ran with it, or where you took a nugget of the many five that we did and used it. Cool. We want get into to- that. Get into that parasympathetic. Oh, love it. So, Joyce, say goodbye. Bye. Bye, Joyce. Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. 
If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcasts. Until the next time, be well and be safe.